This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare. Act One, Scene One. Good Signor Leonardo, you are come to meet your trouble. The fashion of the world is to avoid cost, and you encounter it. Never came trouble to my house in the likeness of your grace. For trouble being gone, comfort should remain. But when you depart from me, sorrow abides and happiness takes his leave. You embrace your charge too willingly. I think this is your daughter. Her mother hath many times told me so. Were you in doubt, sir, that you asked her? Signor Benedict, no, for then were you a child. You have it full, Benedict. We may guess by this what you are, being a man. Truly, the lady fathers herself. Be happy, lady, for you are like an honourable father. If Signor Leonardo be her father, she would not have his head on her shoulders for all Messina as like him as she is. I wonder that you will still be talking, Signor Benedict. Nobody marks you. What, my dear Lady Disdain, are you yet living? Is it possible Disdain should die while she hath such meat food to feed it as Signor Benedict? Courtesy itself must convert to Disdain if you come in her presence. Then is courtesy a turncoat. But it is certain I am loved of all ladies, only you excepted. And I would I could find it in my heart that I had not a hard heart, for, truly, I love none. A dear happiness to women. They would else have been troubled with a pernicious suitor. I thank God and my cold blood, I am of your humour for that. I had rather hear my dog bark at a crow than a man swear he loves me. God keep your ladyship still in that mind, so some gentleman or other shall scape a predestinate scratch-head face. Scratching could not make it worse, and to such a face as yours were. Well, you are a rare parrot, teacher. A bird of my tongue is better than a beast of yours. I would my horse had the speed of your tongue, and so good a continuer. But keep your way, in God's name, I have done. You always end with a jade's trick. I know you of old. That is the sum of all, Leonardo. Signor Claudio and Signor Benedict, my dear friend Leonardo hath invited you all. I tell him we shall stay here at the least a month, and he heartily prays some occasion may detain us longer. I dare swear he is no hypocrite, but prays from the heart. If you swear, my lord, you shall not be forsworn. Let me bid you welcome, my lord. Being reconciled to the prince, your brother, I owe you all duty. I thank you. I am not of many words, but I thank you. Please it your grace, lead on. Your hand, Leonardo. We will go together. <laughs> Benedict, did thou note the daughter of Signor Leonardo? I noted her not, but I looked on her. Is she not a modest young lady? Do you question me, as an honest man should do, for my simple, true judgment? Or would you have me speak after my custom as being a professed tyrant to their sex? No. I pray thee, speak in sober judgment. Why? If faith, methinks she's too low for a high praise, too brown for a fair praise, and too little for a great praise. Only this commendation I can afford her. That were she other than she is, 
she were unhandsome, and being no other but as she is, I do not like her. Thou thinkest I am in sport. I pray thee, tell me truly how thou likest her. Would you buy her that you inquire after her? Can the world buy such a jewel? Yea, and a case to put it into. But speak you this with a sad brow? Or do you play the flouting Jack to tell us Cupid is a good hair-finder and Vulcan a rare carpenter? Come, in what key shall a man take you to go in the song? In mine eyes she is the sweetest lady that I ever looked on. Oh, I can see yet without spectacles, and I see no such matter. There's her cousin, and she were not possessed with a fury, exceeds her as much in beauty as the first of May doth the last of December. But I hope you have no intent to turn husband, have you? <laughs> I would scarce trust myself, though... I had sworn the contrary if Hero would be my wife. Is't come to this? In faith, hath not the world one man but he will wear his cap with suspicion? Shall I never see a bachelor of three score again? Go to, if faith, and thou wilt needs thrust thy neck into a yoke, wear the print of it, and sigh away Sundays. Look, Don Pedro has returned to seek you. What secret hath held you here that you followed not to Leonardo's? I would, your grace, would constrain me to tell. I charge thee on thy allegiance. You hear, Count Claudio? I can be secret as a dumb man, I would have you think so. But on my allegiance, mark you this, on my allegiance, he is in love. With who? Now, that is your grace's part. Mark how short his answer is. With Hero, Leonardo's short daughter. <laughs> if this were so, so were it uttered. Like the old tale, my lord. It is not so, nor twas not so, but indeed, God forbid it should be so. <laughs> if my passion change not shortly, God forbid it should be otherwise. Amen if you love her, for the lady is very well worthy. You speak this to fetch me in, my lord. By my troth, I speak my thought. And in faith, my lord, I spoke mine. And by my two faiths and troths, my lord, I spoke mine. That I love her, I feel. That she is worthy, I know. That I neither feel how she should be loved, nor know how she should be worthy, is the opinion that fire cannot melt out of me. I will die in it at the stake. Thou wast ever an obstinate heretic in the despite of beauty. And never could maintain his part but in the force of his will. That a woman conceived me, I thank her. That she brought me up. I likewise give her most humble thanks, but that I will have a recheat winded in my forehead, or hang my bugle in an invisible baldric, all women shall pardon me, because I will not do them the wrong to mistrust any. I will do myself the right to trust none, and the fine is, for which I may go the finer, I will live a bachelor. I shall see thee, ere I die, look pale with love. With anger, with sickness, or with hunger, my lord, not with love. Prove that ever I lose more blood with love than I will get again with drinking. Pick out mine eyes with a ballad maker's pen and hang me up at the door of a brothel house for the sign of blind Cupid. Well, if ever <laughs> thou dost fall from this faith, thou will prove a notable argument. If I do... Hang me in a bottle like a cat and shoot at me. And he that hits me, let him be clapped on the shoulder and called Adam. Well, as time shall try, in time the savage bull doth bear the yoke. The savage bull may, but if ever the sensible Benedict bear it, 
pluck off the bull's horns, set them in my forehead, and let me be vilely painted. And in such great letters as they write, here is good horse to hire. Let them signify under my sign, here you may see Benedict, the married man. If this should ever happen, thou wouldst be horn man. Nay, if Cupid have not spent all his quiver in Venice, thou wilt quake for this shortly. I will look for an earthquake too, then. Well, if you temporised with the hours, in the meantime, good Signor Benedict, repair to Leonardo's. Commend me to him, and tell him I will not fail him at supper, for indeed he hath made great preparation. I have almost matter enough in me for such an embassage. And so I commit you to the tuition of God from my house if I had the it. The 6th of July, your loving friend, Benedict. Nay, mock not, mock not. The body of your discourse is sometime guarded with fragments, and the guards are but slightly basted on neither. Ere you flout old ends any further, examine your conscience, and so I leave you. Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare Act 4, Scene 1. Lady Beatrice, have you wept all this while? Yea, and I will weep a while longer. I will not desire that. You have no reason. I do it freely. Surely I do believe your fair cousin is wronged. Oh, how much might the man deserve of me that would right her... Is there any way to show such friendship? A very even way, but no such friend. May a man do it? It is a man's office, but not yours. I do love nothing in the world so well as you. Is not that strange? As strange as the thing I know not. It were as possible for me to say... I love nothing so well as you, but believe me not, and yet I lie not. I confess nothing, nor I deny nothing. I am sorry for my cousin. By my sword, Beatrice, thou lovest me. Do not swear, and eat it. I will swear by it that you love me, and I will make him eat it that says I love not you. Will you not eat your word? With no source that can be devised to it. I protest I love thee. Why then, God forgive me. What offence, sweet Beatrice? You have stayed me in a happy hour. I was about to protest I loved you. And do it with all thy heart. I love you with so much of my heart that none is left to protest. Come, bid me do anything for thee. Kill Claudio. <laughs> Not for the wide world. You kill me to deny it. Farewell. Tarry, sweet Beatrice. I am gone, though I am here. There is no love in you. Nay, I pray you, let me go. Beatrice. In faith, I will go. We'll be friends first. You dare easier be friends with me than fight with mine enemy. Is Claudio thine enemy? Is he not approved in the height a villain that have slandered, scorned, dishonoured my kinswoman? Oh, that I were a man. What? Bear her in hand until they come to take hands. 
And then, with public accusation, uncovered slander, unmitigated rancour, oh God, that I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace. Hear me, Beatrice. Talk with a man out at a window. A proper saying. Nay, but Beatrice... Sweet hero, she is wronged. She is slandered. She is undone. Beatrice... Princes and counties. Surely a princely testimony, a goodly count, Count Comfect, a sweet gallant, surely. Oh, that I were a man for his sake, or that I had any friend would be a man for my sake. But manhood is melted into courtesies, valour into compliment, and men are only turned into tongue and trim ones too. He is now as valiant as Hercules, that only tells a lie and swears it. I cannot be a man with wishing, therefore I will die a woman with grieving. Terry, good Beatrice, by this hand I love thee. Use it for my love some other way than swearing by it. Think you in your soul. The Count Claudio hath wronged Hero. Yea, as sure as I have a thought or a soul. Enough. I am engaged. I will challenge him. I will kiss your hand, and so I leave you. By this hand, Claudio shall render me a dear account. As you hear of me, so think of me. Go, comfort your cousin. I must say she is dead. And so, farewell. Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare Act 5, Scene 4 Which is Beatrice? I answer to that name. What is your will? Do not you love me? Why, no. No more than reason. Why, then your uncle and the prince and Claudio hath been deceived. They swore you did. Do not you love me? Troth, no. No more than reason. Why, then, my cousin Margaret and Ursula are much deceived, for they did swear you did. They swore that you were almost sick for me. They swore you were well nigh dead for me. Tis no such matter. Then you do not love me. No, truly, but in friendly recompense. Come, cousin, I am sure you love the gentleman. And I'll be sworn upon that he loves her. For here's a paper written in his hand, a halting sonnet of his own pure brain, fashioned to Beatrice. And here's another, writ in my cousin's hand, stolen from her pocket, containing her affection unto Benedict. A miracle. Here's our own hands against our hearts. Come, I will have thee, but by this light I take thee for pity. I would not deny you, but by this good day I yield upon great persuasion, and partly to save your life, for I was told you were in a consumption. Peace, I will stop your mouth. <laughs> How dost thou, Benedict, the married man? I'll tell thee what, Prince. 
A college of wit-crackers cannot flout me out of my humour. Dost thou think I care for a satire or an epigram? No. If a man will be beaten with brains, I shall wear nothing handsome about him. In brief, since I do purpose to marry, I will think nothing to any purpose that the world can say against it, and therefore never flout at me for what I have said against it, for a man is a giddy thing. And this is my conclusion. For thy part, Claudio, I did think to have beaten thee, but in that thou art like to be my kinsman, live unbruised and love my cousin. I had well hoped thou wouldst have denied Beatrice, that I might have cudgelled thee out of thy single life to make thee a double dealer, which, out of question, thou wilt be, if my cousin do not look exceedingly narrowly to thee. Come, come, we are friends. Let's have a dance ere we are married, that we may lighten our own hearts and our wives' heels. We'll have dancing afterwards. First of my word, therefore play music. Prince, thou art sad. Get thee a wife, get thee a wife. There is no staff more reverend than one tipped with horn. My lord, your brother John is ta'en in flight and brought with armed men back to Messina. Think not on him till tomorrow. I'll devise thee brave punishments for him. Strike up, pipers! You have been listening to Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare with Edward Harrison as Leonardo, Dominic Casanova as Benedict, Bridget Laurie as Beatrice, Fionn Jolly as Hero, Peter Rogan as Claudio, and David Beck as Don Pedro. Produced and directed by David Beck. Engineered by Carlos Ziccarelli. Edited by Gary Abbott at Audiomill. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk for more audio downloads.